Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, my good friend, South Stan Chum, the bearded legend, the very tired Mr. Paul Levy. Yeah, the clocks went back. It's been a very, very difficult day today uh, for some, uh, including myself. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode number 138, and we weren't sure whether we're going to record today, um, but this is a double celebration, as it's our very own Orient Outlook podcast's Steve Nussbaum's birthday. Hey, Happy birthday, mate. Thank well you done. Um, and also, we only went and won a game yesterday, so... We thought we can't not record. It's a double celebration. We are here. We are in full force, full voice, full of cheer. So we're going to crack on with this week's show. But just um, before we do do that, worth mentioning that episode 137 uh, only came out last Tuesday. And we spoke to a lot of people at the match yesterday who haven't had a chance to to listen to it. So this is episode 138. Episode 137 was only out on Tuesday. So make sure you have a listen to that if you haven't already. Nicely done. Thanks. Very nicely done. So, Supporters Club update coming up then. So, we have two trips to tell you about. First one is Geisley on Friday, the 30th of March. This is Good Friday. Coaches will leave the ground at 8.30am for a 3pm kickoff. The cost for this trip is £31 for adults and £28 for concessions. And then the second trip to tell you about is Macclesfield. Coaches will leave the ground at 9am for this one. Kicks off at 3pm and this is on Saturday the 14th of April. Cost for this one, £27 for adults and £24 for concessions. There's a £3 surcharge for both trips if you aren't a member of the Supporters Club. And you can book by uh, going into the Supporters Club on match days, either post or pre-match, or by calling the travel line on 07722-135970. Yeah, well done, absolutely. Um, also, just to mention, I think it's worth pointing out how yeah. much um, how how much better. I don't think that's good English, but how be- how much better the pitch is, thanks to the dry weather that we've had over the last week or so, and also the aerator or aerator aerator. I think is probably the correct pronunciation. The supporters club paid for, which groundsman Colin James has yeah. made very good use of this last week. So yeah. Well done, and uh, yeah, we were lucky enough to be on the pitch, so we can testify that it was not the uh, Hackney Marsh of old. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was actually it was actually nice. Yeah, it felt beautiful as a, a football boots <clears throat> trod on that turf. So we very uh, gratefully received an update from Howard and the team at the Leighton Orient Trust, and it starts by saying on Monday, the nineteenth of March, thirty year eleven pupils from Matt Howell's old Woodford High School, Trinity Catholic, arrived at the Matchroom Stadium as part of an educational visit. And we're delighted to attend presentations from club CEO Danny Macklin, marketing manager Lauren Webster, and finance manager Josh Fitzpatrick before being taken on a tour of the West Stand facilities. Yep, and then on Tuesday the 20th, Boreham Wood was the venue for the school teams representing the O's in the National League Boys and Girls Cup competitions. The under 11s from St John Fisher School in Loughton hey. did extremely well. Yep, local. Yep. Uh, to reach the semi finals, whilst the equivalent boys team from Churchfield's Primary School in Redbridge defeated the representative team from Dagenham and Redbridge 3 2 on penalties in their final. I saw the footage yeah. on social media, that was, that was quality. Um, so they won in the final. They'll now move on to the regional finals next month. So we wish you every success there, boys. Uh, if successful, they will then play their northern counterparts at Wembley prior to the National League playoff final on May the 12th. What a cracking prize. Brilliant. The Churchfield team were also our flag bearers and guard of honour 
at yesterday's game. Yeah, and on Thursday, the 22nd of March, David Mooney and Charlie Lee popped in to meet the staff and day patients at St. Joseph's Hospice in Hackney. Moons took over from the resident bingo caller. I would like to see that. I'd really love to shame there for that. 69. <laughs> uh, those regular visits stretched back many years and along with other long-time partner, Haven House Children's Hospice, both will be fundraising at the O's home game on Easter Monday versus Maidenhead. So if you see the collectors and you've got a few couple spare coins or a couple of quid, donate to what is a very worthy cause. Absolutely. The hub was busy yesterday, which was Saturday's game uh, at home to Woking with guests, staff and users from Bart's Hospitals, including our own local Whips Cross. And also a reminder that there is lots going on for the kids via the trust over the Easter break. So check out their website, for full details yeah to finish off this update from the trust you can book yourself on the next stadium tour that takes place on thursday the 12th of april by contacting sales executive matthew ade uh, and you can contact him on his email address at m.adeyeye at latentorient.net and matthew i hope i've pronounced your name correctly for the second week running because <laughs> i'm not sure <laughs> I, think I have probably adeye Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I think it's probably um, as close as what I could get to that. Any other business now? Moving on. Very, very happy birthday to listeners Gary Hammond and Paul Went, who both celebrated birthdays on Friday the 23rd of March. So happy birthday to you both. And if you've had a birthday this year that we've not mentioned, uh, we wish you a happy birthday. And if you've got one coming up, happy yeah. birthday. Gary Hammond is just tweeted the podcast saying he's up to episode 36. So he's listening, he's listening, he's listening back. backwards. And we're about to play Swindon away. <clears throat> In our pivotal game of the oh, season. Oh, that game. That was a, we went to that. That was a horrible Indeed. game. That's not going to end well, Gary. That, yeah, no spoiler spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so from us, we say a huge thank you to the club's main shirt sponsor, Energy Bet, who enabled us to take part in the crossbar challenge at half-time yesterday. And I think it's safe to say we thoroughly enjoyed yeah, it. We've we seen loads of pictures that have been sent to us, loads of videos, and we put up our own video, which was us actually doing the crossbar challenge, which was fantastic. So thanks to everyone who got behind us. Paul, you had a crowd cheering a for you. I didn't It was amazing. And I hope that person who smacked with the ball with your last uh, free kick is yeah. all right and uh, not too badly injured. But safe to say, Martin and Justin won't be signing us although we didn't disgrace ourselves I think my first and my third attempts were pretty good I think my second and third were my better my first one was in the back of the net but high I leant back more on the second one and it just went over the bar and I swung my foot to to let across me which meant the ball curved away but Howard said mine was actually quite close on that third one but looking back at it it doesn't if you close if you can ever get the chance to do that or if there's a competition <laughs> enabling you to do that I would highly recommending entering. entering it it was such a great experience I've yeah. personally done play with a legend and we've done the Loft Charity match but the feeling you get when there's a big crowd and you walk out on Brisbane Road is just unreal and that was literally just to take part in a crossbar challenge so God knows what it's actually like to actually play, play for the club yeah and finally a huge well done to Lee Deering who completed the London Landmarks Half Marathon He's uh, that was in aid of Haven House uh, Hospice he completed that in two hours Mate, and three minutes. That is a very Fantastic. good time. Uh, also, well done to Larry Day, who guessed um, li- closest to Lee's actual finish time with a guess of one hour, 59 minutes and 59 seconds. So, Larry, if you listen to the podcast, uh, you can collect your prize from Lee in the Supporters Club at the next home game. And also, Lee would really appreciate further sponsorship from anybody who hasn't sponsored him yet so please do get in touch with him on Twitter it's gorillas1985 
um, and his pinned tweet has a link to the Just Giving page. If you're not on Twitter, contact us and we can put you uh, in touch. But Lee can usually be found match days at the Supporters Club and Haven House Hospice does an awful lot of great work for the local community. So if anybody can help sponsor him, that would be very much appreciated. So it's not the week that was uh, in this episode, it's the three days that were. Uh, obviously recording episode 137 on Tuesday night so starting off then on Wednesday the 21st of March it was a quiet day at the club mm. with rumours starting to emerge that Ebu Adams might be available for Saturday's Gambia may have made him available for the O's despite his international call up so we waited with bated breath going into the next day yeah Thursday the 22nd of March then the club confirmed that both the Zimbabwean FA and the, G- FA and the Gambian FA have given permission for Macaulay Bond and Ebu Adams to be available for selection for Saturday's match with Woking what an absolute game changer that one great to see and you know Bond who had scored two goals against Woking previously away gets to play against them and Ebu who I think we can all agree has been sensational the standout player since yeah. he's been at the club what a great bonus. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And almost unheard of, really, that a football association yeah. would let their players miss international uh, call-ups uh, and stay at their clubs. I think it says an awful lot about Ebu and Macaulay uh, and their dedication to the club and for the cause uh, under the impression that they said they wanted to stay and help in that match to help push us further up the table. Thank God they did. Spoiler alert. Um, that should not be underestimated, what, what, that's that, what that actually means, and, and really that should be applauded. Yeah, fantastic. Um, to be fair. Fantastic. Because normally you wouldn't want to miss out on a cap for your country, So, but they have yeah. sacrificed that opportunity. Whether they would have played or not is a different story. But and that's the play. It's not like they're playing in the Premiership, they're playing at home to Woking. Yeah, whereas who was it that was going to be playing against Riyad Mahrez? Gambia, uh, wasn't it? Gambia, Ebu. Ebu. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. So well done there. And we commend the FA and the players. So moving on yeah. to Mooney Friday, the 23rd of March. Another quiet day to report at the club as we announced we'll be taking part in the crossbar challenge at halftime in the upcoming game versus Woking. So again, massive thanks to Energy Bet, but we've already covered that one. Yeah, absolutely. So Saturday, the 24th of March, the big day. The under-18s were in action against Newport County and ran out 3-0 victors thanks to a double from Jaden Phillips. And also one from Charles Claydon. Yeah, brilliant. Well done to the young O's and Charles Claydon. Obviously coming up the back of the uh, Greenwich Borough Front League yes. the other night where he went on a sensational run and yeah. smacked the bar. I think you can watch that on the main Twitter account. So great week for the youth, which means we move on to the main event. Woking at home. So the team was announced as usual at 2pm. Dean Brill announced as the keeper. Back for Wooderson, Colson, Elacobi and Ling. Midfield made up of Clay, Adams, Brophy and McEnough with a front two of Harold and Bong. And on the bench... Charlie Granger, Marmanek Petita, Josh Karoma, David Mooney, and our man, Dan Holman. Yeah, that meant there was just one change from the EC lineup as Macaulay Bond replaced Dan Holman, who dropped to the bench. And George Sessions noted that Jake Caprice, Alex Lawless, Miles Judd, Dan Happy, and Lamar Reynolds all failed to even wow. make the squad. So, big squad there for Justin. Big, good, good headaches for them to have. Very yeah, good absolutely. And everyone's got to fight for their shirt, and yeah. nothing's guaranteed. Um, but that also highlights the problem with only being able to put five subs on the bench as well. But my views on that, really like the squad. Be interesting to see how Harold and Bond, that combo works. Um, Arkham Priest, Lawless, Reynolds out of the squad for good now. Same that um, We've got seven games left. So it seems that Josh's, uh, Josh Caroma's recent good performances have kept Lamar out um, with the added dimension that the directness that Josh gives us. And Sam Ling has been superb at left back and right back. So with Jake being inconsistent, 
um, you would probably argue, and obviously Sam being called up to England C as well, you'd argue that it's going to be Sam and Joe probably as you so. settled back for your yeah, thoughts. Yeah, for me, keeper, defence, and midfield is expected. Well, I would like to see Mac enough go through the middle, if I'm honest, like we spoke about in the episode 137. But Dropping. Decent. Clay. Yeah. Um, Harold gets another chance to impress, and hopefully he'll be winning the headers for Bon and not vice versa. I know before kickoff, because Bon had been winning the headers. And he's not really that man to be doing that. Lots of attacking options on the bench for Justin should yeah. he need to make a change. So uh, yeah. notes, and we make those obviously pre-match pre -match. as the team is announced. And the match kicked off at a very busy Brisbane Road where football was an offer for just a fiver. Yeah, kids for a quid yesterday. Great offer. Well done to the club. Brilliant. Also, just to say that this match, there was an awful lot going on in the first 10 minutes and the first 20 minutes. So we are going to go blow by blow here, uh, guys. So uh, bear with us. So with just three minutes into the game, there's already dramas. Matt Harrell goes down with an injury and sadly he can't continue. So he has to be replaced. Dan Holman comes on and it's, that's three minutes later with six minutes on the clock. Yeah, and then just one minute later, Captain Joby McEnough whipped in a free kick into the box. Elikobi rose highest, but he couldn't get his effort on the target. Yeah, and in the eighth minute, Woking's Banton sees an audacious 30-yard effort crash onto the crossbar with Dean Brill scrambling to cover it. But in all honesty, he was well beaten. Uh, luckily for us, it hit the crossbar and we fight, lived to fight on. That was a brilliant effort. As it was coming out to him, you could see him shaping up to shoot. And you're thinking, you never do that again in your life. You're thinking, mate, you've got no chance for me. And never. as soon as he struck it, you're like... God, that's going oh, in. Oh, it's going to be close this one. Yeah. The real just stop, but I thought we were lucky there. But, you know, we deserve the luck. And to round off an action packed 10 minutes, McCordy Bond opened the scoring to send a large crowd wild. So Harmon's hard work pays off as he dispossessed Jones. It's roughly about 30 to 35 yards out. So Harmon won the ball, played in a perfectly weighted through pass into Bond's feet. He had a 1 1 with the keeper. First effort, he smacked it low and hard. He had loads of time. He didn't look up. I think if you're critical, yeah. he didn't look up. He took it so early, but and yeah. Baxter made a decent save. But didn't made get the ball big. Didn't get the ball clear. And the ball came out to Bon. Had a second chance this time. A bit more composed, I thought, from Bon, and he buried it into the far corner with a much better finish. Arguably, his finish was harder than the first effort. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He, he should have done. He should have finished the first effort, but thank, thankfully, he it had, doesn't really matter. He had some early syndrome there. We had less, less time in the second effort to think about what he was yes, doing. But so a great finish to. from Bond there, and you could just sense the relief around the ground. Yeah, he's had he missed that chance, you would be thinking, oh. And that's his first goal in open play for a while as well. Yeah. So that was always it's always nice that you get it through that. For me, I mean, too. Bond will take the plaudits for that, and right, so because he scores the goal. But I think you can't underestimate Holman's impact there. He won the ball, and he played in a perfect pass to Bond so well played to Dan Harmon yeah. for doing that 100% with 12 minutes on the clock then Dean Brew is forced to make a diving save as Carter has time to fire an effort on goal and he should have been dealt with long before he shot uh, don't know what people were thinking there the goal was begging I thought oh well here we go one all genuinely thought that because we're looking onto, onto it and I can see that there's no one barely anyone around him there's no midfield the defence are doing I don't know what he has the shot. Luckily, Dean Brill saves it, but we backed off and invited him to yeah, shoot. Yeah, it's one of those where he can't just, do that. He was just in the middle and he's just running and running and running and just opening and opening and opening. But yeah. a comfortable save by Brill done well. Yeah. And just two minutes later, Edward Adams makes a superb tackle midfield, feeds in Bond, who shot over from distance. At this point, Bond's kind of full of confidence and is just looking to get a second. Yeah, absolutely. But when he's like that, he doesn't see the players in better positions. Yeah. Um, which is probably endemic throughout football anyway um, in the 15th minute though George Elikobi wins a header from a free kick the ball dropped to Holman who um, 
sets up Clay, uh, but his effort is curled just wide. That was unlucky. That yeah, wasn't very play. wide. That wasn't very far wide at all. Actually, it's only a few inches. So that was unlucky. There, shame he didn't score. Yeah, no, sixteen minutes on the clock, and Orient get awarded a penalty. His Brophy went on a mazy run, kept running and running, gets to just outside the box. We would say marginally, it gets cleaned out by a working defender. Yeah, referee has no hesitation. <laughs> points to the spot and suddenly we have a penalty and again for me that was Holman's movements and when Brophy's running yeah. you, if you're watching this back he if you're listening on Sunday night and you haven't seen the highlights yet watch Holman's movement to open up the gap for Brophy to run super play yeah. so again well done Holman who won't take many plaudits for that but done the hard work so Brophy gets a recognition for winning the penalty yeah absolutely um, it was outside the box in my opinion I'll see it back and stand corrected if I'm <laughs> wrong but it's good to have some luck go our way for yeah. a change you know we often see it go the other way so actually nice to see uh, a bit of luck come our way upset Macaulay Bond though smashed the ball into the bottom right corner doubling our lead and his tally for the day so this is only 17 minutes in bear in yeah. mind it's 2 new up I'm thinking, God, are we doing another gate yeah, here? Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm thinking. So, great start, great to be doing yeah. And at this point, large crowd, Bob Hone, Orient, great and, atmosphere on the ground. Yeah, Happy and goals days. in our end as well because they swapped. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whoever lost the t- lost the coin flip at the beginning. Yeah, brilliant. So two in a while. Clay gets booked in the 24th minute, and Holman went close in the 25th minute as Ling launched the ball into the box. Bon had two attempts, but they blocked, and Holman was flagged offside anyway as that happens. So decent pressure here. And then we're taking a great tweet from George Sessions, who in the 35th minute said, what a turn. Brophy produces a wonderful cry of turn, beats his mark and crosses in, but McEnough can only poke wide. And at this point, we were well on top during the game. We were absolutely battering Woking. Uh, and for me, superb play there from Brophy. Um, but you already mentioned it. Everyone at this point still remembering Gateshead. So nobody was saying anything too silly or taking anything for granted. And another good tweet from George in the 39th minute as another chance. Adams wins it back, finds McEnough. His frugal was intercepted, but Clay wins a tackle and the ball comes to Holman. He cuts inside, but fires straight at Baxter. So it's a good chance there from Holman. He done well, kept it low, but straight at the keeper, which is a bit reflective of how Holman's games are going at the moment. Yeah, it does really. In the 41st minute, Dan Holman goes into the book for a late challenge, woken players very, very quick to surround the referee. Even the player who was fouled is well enough to sit there and protest at the uh, at the foul. It was late. It was a bit high. Um, it was a yellow card, but the way they behaved, it made it look like <laughs> made it look like the guy had been like Do you know what? studs up in the thigh, breaking his leg. It wasn't malicious, but it was just late. Seen reds for less than that. Yeah. And you, and you could tell Dan was relieved when the yellow came out. Yeah, I think Very so lucky. Too. No intent, but completely mistimed. And we could have easily been there down to 10 men there. Yeah, absolutely. So, Woking have a chance on the stroke of half-time as Charles Cook fires over as McEnough put him under pressure. Yeah, put him off there. Three additional minutes are added, mostly for the Harold injury. And in the final minute, both Ella Kobe and McEnough have efforts blocked. And Bond's effort following that rolls fortunately for, for, for the Woking keeper Baxter rolls into his arms and then the half time was yeah, a bit slow we went in at half time 2-0 up your thoughts on the first half yeah great first half so far everyone's been working really really hard Holman has given us a different dimension uh, and the ball is coming through midfield more um, I'm going to take issue with those who don't think Holman is worth his place in the side for all the off ball uh, running and movement that he does opens up spaces and gaps for others he's a, ve- he's a clever player yeah. and I don't think people see that all they look at 
is his matches played and goals scored yeah, um, tally. I don't think really people look at football more holistically and think actually he's got a job in the team and his job is maybe to support Bon. It's to obviously score goals, which when that's not coming, the next best thing is to assist and support yeah. someone who can yeah, like because it. it's a team game. So yeah. Good points there. So your half-time thoughts? Um, Any? I think you've pretty much summed it up there, really, okay. to be honest. Good half, looks solid, but a bit sloppy at the back at points. Yeah. Like working, did have their chances to get back into it, but good to see them call it with two goals. So attendance announced at 5,673, 479 away fans, which was the highest attendance in the National League for yesterday's round of games. So the ticket offer, obviously working a treat, yeah. a very decent turnout. So the second half kicks off with no subs for the O's, but Woking did make two changes during the half-time break. They absolutely did. 48 minutes on the clock. Dean Brill has to be alert and make a save from a Woking striker. It was a Theo, the really long Greek name guy, yeah, who had one. an effort from close range. Yeah, 49th minute. Okay, with the heuristic moment for Ella Kobe as he brings down Charles Cook. And in the 52nd minute, Brill's called on again to make a save to be sure Woking don't score from a free kick. And we've come out a bit sloppy in the second half. Maybe they started off a bit sharper. They I think. were a bit sharper. We were probably a bit complacent. I would say it's probably fair to say, it's fair. and a bit slower than them. And obviously, yeah. Woking having to come at us to get anything back from the game, being two goals down. Yeah, in the fifty-fourth minute, Craig Clay won the ball back in midfield, but grossly overhit the pass to Bon out wide. I mean, Good if that position. was, yeah, I mean, Bon, Bon was in if that ball was slightly lighter. Yeah, yeah, you Good know. Point. Over here. 59th minute, Brophy was having a field day. Another very impressive performance from mm. Mr. Brophy uh, as he goes on another dazzling run. Nutmegs is man for fun, past McEnough, <laughs> whose effort was blocked, and Brophy causing all kinds of concern for Wobbekin having another, like I've said, superb. Ran them right Superb game. Ran them right back, right yeah. Uh, took a tweet from the Orient official um, account uh, in the 63rd minute. An excellent take from Dean Brill, who beat Charles Cook to the ball as it rolled free inside the box yeah he had to be quick off his line there he's alert because Charles, uh, Charles Cook was on his he on does his. Dean Brawl does sense danger very he sniffs it out very quick, quickly he, yeah. Yeah. and Woking went down to 10 men in the 67th minute as Charles Cook went down injured and they'd made all their subs so he had to be stretched off it turns out he'd broken out two ribs so we wish him obviously uh, never full see, recovery never seen a player stretched straight out the ground before yeah, so to a waiting ambulance we, never seen that before we so hope he's okay I don't know how he did it either I still don't know if no, he I fell awkwardly know. or something I don't know but he seemed to be the danger man if you recall that we've mentioned his yeah. name quite a few times so uh, favour to us so then then going to play the last sort of 20 to 30 30 minutes uh, with just 10 men in the 75th minute Cook slipped under pressure from James Brophy for some reason, the official wave uh, gives sorry a Woking free kick, which we managed to clear. Yeah, so yeah, if minute Banton looks to Orient on the break with a quick counter, but a wonderful sliding challenge from Adams, who stops the attack. And again, Adams was here, there, everywhere, he doing was. the hard work and having another He's such fantastic a general. game. He's such a midfield general, that guy. Then just two minutes later, in the 80th minute, Orient killed the game off completely as Joby McEnough's cross is cleared. Uh, Sam Ling, and he said Martin Ling. Then Sam Ling leaves it for James Brophy, and he drilled in from all of about twenty-five yard yards out. Surely Brophy's man of the match award is in the bag now yeah. with an assist, with the Maisie runs, and with that goal. Yeah, caps off a great day for Brophy. Good finish. The ball's running out to him, and you're thinking, "Oh, come on, have an effort." And you, all, you know, more often than not, see him get spooned over. Or yeah. Put wide bit hit really well. No chance Placed for the keeper. Corner decently. Yeah. And I think at that point we could all kind of take. The deep breath and go right. We're not going to see another Gateshead now. Well, 80th minute. You never know. You're probably football, not. But you're thinking they've got ten men. They're three down. We're looking alright. So yeah. Game done. 83rd minute. 
Orient sub as McEnough was replaced by Karoma. McEnough gave the armband to Josh Coulson. Yeah, 87 minutes. Um, Holman sets up Bond superbly, but a last-ditch tackle sees the ball go out for a corner. Yeah, so we approach the 90th minute and six minutes of added time went up on the board due to the Charles Cook injury. And three minutes in, Bond was given a standing ovation as he was replaced by Mooney. Yeah, Dean Brewer needed to be alert right to the end. In the final whistle was he's called upon to make a last-ditch save from Carter's goal-bound header. And that was literally him just getting down real quick to stop that header going under him. I thought, oh my God, they've just sort of pulled a goal back. Not that it would have mattered, but for the clean sheet and the record. That was a brilliant made a great save. A very yeah. good reflex save. Well done there to Dean Brooks. Yeah. The defence did switch off there and let him down a little bit, and he's done really well to save that. And then the last minute of injury time, Holman has a golden chance to cap the game off. With his goal, as he gets onto a long ball and stretching for it, he managed to flick it over the advancing keeper, and the crowd gasped, all to see where the ball was going to end up, but it bounced just inches wide, and that would have been the icing on the proverbial cake yeah. to see Holman get his goal. Yeah, that would have been his just dessert, that. Yeah, but that wasn't to be. That's the final piece of the action, as referee blows for full time, and I went storm to a 3-0 win against the team very close to us in the league yeah absolutely so um, we were very fortunate to be able to catch up with uh, man of the match James Brophy after yesterday's game so we managed to grab just under a minute and a half uh, with Mr Brophy and uh, this is what our man of the match had to say about yesterday's game James just a couple for the podcast if we may Um, big game today big gate today Um, does that add any pressure? no I think um Players always like playing in front of as big a crowd as possible. Um, the more fans we get, I think that players play off that well, and I think it showed today in our performance. It was a good performance. Um, I think we enjoyed the atmosphere. I think as a team, we played really well. As an individual, obviously, you won a penalty in the first half, scored a goal in the second half, so you must be delighted with, with the impact of the match that you had today. Yeah, yeah, first and foremost, as a team, it was nice. Um, that it looked like a really strong, solid performance from the team and individually, yeah, like I said. It's nice to get around the games and to keep that adding to that tally. You and Joe Woodison getting a good partnership now on the left side, like you read each other's game. Well, what's Joe like to, to work with? Yeah, Joe's incredible. Um, I think the more games you get given with someone, obviously, it takes time to build a partnership and you can see it develops over over time. But yeah, Joe's, Joe's incredible to play against. He's very, very solid left back. Um, happy to be 1v1 players and let player playing in front of him push further forward so yeah it's a delight to play and on to Friday now Geisley away it seems like a match we can do well and hopefully take maximum points and get ahead of steam yeah well like I said anyone can beat anyone in this league so you can't look into the table too much as to the opponents you're playing but we'll go there with a game plan if we stick to that game plan like we did today then hopefully we'll come away with three points uh, that was James Brophy so a massive thank you to James for speaking to us after what was a very uh, tiring game for him it was great to see him <laughs> come out before Justin, in yeah. this case, so great yeah. to speak to a player. And he does the match yeah. for the sponsors, match sponsors, man of the match. Being paraded around the ground. Yeah. Um, so yeah. always good to try to speak to a different player to give you a bit more insight to what the players are thinking after. And also a massive thank you to Elliot for letting us speak to James after that. So Justin did speak to the press and said it is an excellent feeling to win at home again. It has been a long time coming, but credit to the players because a lot was expected of them today. And rightly so. And they were efficient in getting a result. Yeah, on Dan Holman, he said, it doesn't seem to be going for Dan, but I thought the pair of them linked up well at times. And it is just that elusive goal for Dan, which doesn't seem to come right now. Yeah, and I think we mentioned that in last week's podcast. Yeah. The, the Bon-Holman partnership, even though Holman isn't scoring, seems to be 
a very good one at the moment. They seem yeah. to be reading each other's games. And I've only played with each other eight or nine times, if yeah. that. So it's developing on Abu. Mm. Justin said, I think Abu is fully aware and he knows what we are about. He's someone we would love to attract his football club and we hope it can happen. And yeah. so does every Orient fan. <laughs> absolutely. No. The outpouring of love on Twitter saying, oh. please sign, please stay. I'm sure something will get sorted. Nigel and Kent are probably already putting things into process now as we speak. So the league table, as it stands, that win means that we climbed up to 14th place in the National League. We are now seven points clear of the relegation places, having played 39 games with one twelve, drawn 11, lost 16. We have a goal difference now of minus four, which is rather respectable given our... Uh, our win ratio this season we are on 47 points yes just 7 games left 4 away games left of the season and 3 home games so your views on Woken at home yesterday Mr. yeah Lee. we've won a game at home over it in hey. big block capital letters add to that we took the lead and we held on to it um, I think looking back it's a game that was really not in doubt we controlled large patches of that they had a couple of opportunities but nothing really that um that wasn't dealt with properly. Uh, amazing feeling, really. Really changed my attitude for the rest of the weekend. Uh, I had a couple of work colleagues and their mates who came along uh, and a friend of mine who's never never been down to Orient before. Uh, I warned them about our form uh, and how we never do well when there's a ticket offer on. Um, but thankfully, today was different. Matt, speaking to Matt Porter just while we were waiting for yeah. James and Justin to come out and he also said in three years... The ticket offers that he ran was never successful, and I think he said that he said Danny Macklin, Danny Macklin won four at Essex Cricket and Club and five at South, South End, End, and had never seen a win. So that was the first win of the ticket offer. Yeah, well remembered. Yeah, uh, man of the match, James Brophy was absolutely unplayable. He was on fire yesterday. Won a penalty, um, not to be a naysayer, but it wasn't a penalty. It was a foul outside the box. But we'll take the luck. We haven't had much of that. Bond's goal was well dispatched at the second time of asking and he certainly put that penalty away, there's no mistake in that. Um, he did well to get into position as well, I thought Dan Holman's movement today was superb as you mentioned earlier, he just needs a goal yeah, uh, and I think that like, like Bond getting off the mark, he'll, once we get, he gets a goal I think he'll, he'll be free flowing. People criticise him a lot and personally think that's wrong. And there's not enough appreciation for the work he does uh, for the team overall. Great atmosphere today, and we wish the Woking player who was stretched off the pitch with two broken ribs a speedy recovery. Yeah, nicely done. For me, I thought it was a decent performance, and you can only beat what's in front of you if your people were saying, well, it was only Woking and they weren't good, but you have to beat who's, who's, who you're playing. I think Bond will take the plaudits for his double, but for me, I think we've mentioned already, Holman deserves a lot of credit for his role. Yeah, and both and goals. Brophy and Adams, both exceptional. Brophy was good. In his loan spell, but since he signed permanently, different level. Yeah. You know, he's the play, he's the first player for me since Mo, who you can give the ball to in our own half, and he'll carry the ball forward. He just carries it, and he drives, and he scares defenders really good. good and Ebu is the Vince Lowe character I think that we've been missing. You know, yeah, it's a great point. Doesn't he doesn't put much wrong. He does a lot of the hard work that you don't realise he's, he's doing, and he's doing it well. So for me, brilliant. I thought the back four looked good, and Brill made a few good saves, although Brill was just tearing everyone, a new one, yeah. at every conceivable point. There was one point where they had a free kick in their in their half and Brill was just having a massive go at Woodhouseen. And you're like, mate, like nothing's going Chill on. Chill out. Chill and out. But and Ebu. That was one where Ebu took a knock to the head and he's got up and he's holding his head and Brill is just going Barricade. for him. And you're like, mate, give the guy a sec. But yeah. that's what, you know, 
drawbridge to the team now, someone who's going to be doing but that. But sometimes that can be unnecessary and that can negatively <laughs> impact people. Yeah. If you're damned if you do and you're damned yeah, if you don't. Yeah, it was then... absolutely hammering Adams. It was funny. Uh, kudos to the club for the ticket incentive. It's great to see for Brisbane Road. And as well as affecting the players, I think it also affects the loyal fans who go every week and maybe sometimes are motivated to sing. Because yesterday, especially where we were in the South Stand, it was loud and the whole way through the yeah, game. True. And that isn't the new fans coming into the club. That's the existing fans who are maybe singing more to show the new fans what we I can do. I something to sing about 10 minutes in, 15 minutes in. Yeah, but goals. it was loud anyway. Yeah. It was quite loud anyway, which was good. Thanks to Energy Bet, like I've already said, Russell Yershon and Howard Gould for getting us involved in the crossbar challenge at half-time yesterday. And an experience I think we'll both remember. Yeah, forever which was great fantastic fun. especially as it was your birthday match as well oh it was wicked mate that was, was wicked. wicked as I remember stepping out onto the pitch at half time and hearing my name announced in the birthday literally <laughs> Phil, Phil read it out straight oh, away yeah brilliant awesome so those were our views now on to your views a huge yeah. amount of feedback after this match so Thank you for every to everybody who um, sent us messages in our social media accounts. And again, we do try and read out as many as possible. And just because we read them doesn't necessarily mean that we agree with them. I think we should enjoy reading out just happy tweets. Yes, there, the there, there might be one or two negatives though, but most are quite happy. Good. Orient <laughs> Joe tweeted saying, "Best performance at Brisbane Road in a long time. Two wins." And I think we're safe from here. Uh, Paul underscore Stokes 39 says, better. Still not out of danger completely, but a big positive is being back in the goals. Have to keep that up for the running. And also, James Brophy is outstanding. Steve Jones 177 said, decent all-round performance without being great, but disciplined and managed the game well. Third goal came at a good time and it really killed off. It really killed it off. Great save from Dino at the end, but overall solid. Yeah, this is a new Twitter account, I think. I'm not the one I recognise. So welcome to the Orient Outlook at Alan BR4029 2092, who says a magnificent win in a must-win game with Barrel and Solly Hill only drawing. The gap is now seven points from fourth bottom place. Two more wins should be enough. And Bon and Brophy were outstanding. Great stuff. Looks like someone's bank account number. Yeah. At FC Evans said today's result surprised us as I thought we would have lost today. Good to get a decent result in the bag, but I will it will be all for nothing if we lose to Geisley. Still not safe and we shouldn't get complacent. Yeah. So a little bit of a reality yeah. check there. At Wadsey, and Wadsey, thank you for buying a mug yesterday. Hope mm. you're enjoying it. You said a decent display about being too outstanding. That said, excellent performances from Brophy and Adams and some vital saves from Brill. We were winning that home and chip into the net and it was like slow motion. I really feel for him as he's a real trier. Yeah, and send us a pic of you using your mug, uh, Wadsey, as well, please. That would be good to see. <laughs> Marcus Maynard's tweeted, as he said funny to say after a 3-0 win but that was a bit of a mixed bag Brophy Adams Ling Kobe were all excellent Widdison very suspect and Edinburgh's, ta- Edinburgh's tactics first 15 after half time with centre mids deep and wingers narrow let a very bad woking side back into it which point, is yeah. a very interesting observation Marcus yeah, thanks for that Marcus at LFC 1978 this is a decent all round performance got a bit lucky when they hit the bar early on mm. but they really troubled us afterwards Brophy man of the match and Adams very solid Holman was disappointing. One more win for safety. And he went on to say, what had the Woking fans been drinking? Yeah, a few of them get, got Larry. Yeah, yeah crazy. Got a bit busy there, didn't they? Crazy. Um, Grangers underscore zero one said, great three points. Brophy and Adams were two of our best players today. Love the attitude that Adams has on the pitch, but also thought Holman did a job when he came on. And let's not forget the saves from Brill to keep the clean sheet. Yeah, good points there. I heart Rushmore says, great to get another clean sheet. We looked in control throughout. Adams is class and Brophy is flying. Really wanted Holman to get a goal. He works hard but looks a little short of confidence. Would be delighted to sign both him and Adams in the summer. Great tweet. Boatsy says, 3-0, can't argue with a win. 
but should have come much sooner than a week prior to Easter. Thank goodness Ebu Adams and Macaulay Bond chose Leighton Orient over playing for their countries. Another two wins will see us safe. I'm going to say should rather than will, yeah. though, but, uh, Ben. <laughs> Ed Jones, 1976, has thought we never looked in trouble. We managed to game well either side of half-time when they pressed us. One of the best performances under Justin Edinburgh for 90 minutes. Don't know who was counting the tickets, but it seemed way more than it was declared. Yeah. Good point. The yeah. Barry Hearn School of Accountancy there. <laughs> Speno, no, only joking, Barry. Speno, 0-1-1, was good in patches. Two very well-worked goals. Could have been five today, but there were times today we looked scared. But luckily, bodies on the line kept it tight. A must-win game. Uh, a must-win game one. I'll take that. Felt for Holman. He worked his socks off and had his chance at the end summed up his luck. Yeah, at Tobias Lamp, he's just buzzing with that result. Today, massive kudos has to go to Macaulay Bond and Ebu Adams for choosing club over country. They will be pivotal to any success next season. Good point. David Barrett Six said, We look a much better side when Joby is playing. He brings know-how, invention, balance and a certain calmness. And all at the age of 36. Yeah, two years younger than me, so well done to Jobs. Vince Howard, 73, says, About bleeding time and a good response from the players after the talky debacle. debacle sorry. First half, we look decent, but we need to be more ruthless as, like at Gateshead, we seem to coast through the rest of the game. Yeah, uh, Paul Wee underscore UK said, We've played much better at home at not one and not one. So it's nice to finally get the points that we deserve, that we had deserved from previous games. Despite the lack of home wins, Edinburgh has been pivotal in revival. Shows how bad things were before yeah. Justin joined. A Gary Hammond Perks is a great win. Only worry for me was not getting all our subs on for the last 15-20 minutes. We have a busy Easter time and players need changes to stop niggly injuries. I shouldn't moan though because it was an excellent three points. Yeah, SMTH Jack 7 said much, much better against the poor woke inside. Holman, bomb partnership, probably our best. Just need a goal for Holman. I like Ebu more every week, and so do we. Yeah, El Hangles, it's a good performance, many positives, and a clean sheet always gives confidence. Two wins from safety, in my opinion, and we need to look to bring in Holman and Adams in the summer. Hashtag, give them what they want. Yeah, absolutely. We'll give them a free subscription to the podcast, should they sign. <laughs> Jack Coates, 14, said, I doubted James Brophy. I don't, I, don't, we should have, I don't think we should have got him back, but he's proven me wrong. He's been one of our best players since he's come in. Well done to him. And when people are tweeting, if you don't mind just making sure that it all reads right, that would be great. Good point there from Jack. You know, I remember yeah. reading that tweet. He wasn't happy, but I think, I think, we've, all, I think we've all been surprised by how well uh, Brophy has done. He's been fantastic since he came back at Gorillas 1985. It's not the best performance. We, we played a very poor team that played the last 20 minutes with 10 men, and we rarely tested the keeper in the second half. Good to see Bron back scoring goals. Brophy and Adams class above the rest. Roll on Easter. Yeah, dear Stu said, no coincidence that no caprice and we keep two clean sheets. Well-deserved win. Must sign Adams, please. Tommy Exvello says, Brophy man in a match by a short head from Adams. Elikobi and Coulson did very well. The team eased up again after the third goal. A better opposition would have punished us. Post-match, this home win feels like taking off a tight pair of shoes. <laughs> That's brilliant. Good. Only one team said, big three points today and a pleasing clean sheet. Thought Woking actually came to play football and that suited us. For once, we took our chances but parked the bus too early, which encouraged them to come at us. Brophy and Adams stood out in an overall good team performance. I'd agree with that. At Dave M1812, so it's a good result. But still giving away too many chances. But for Brill, could have been free all. Don't know what Justin said at half-time, but suggests he changes the script. 
They totally turned off at the beginning of the second half. Tom P1984 said, Haven't seen many people praising the club for the cheap tickets deal. A win helped, but it seemed a lot of people enjoyed the new or first-time experience and hopefully will return in future. I think that's a really good, good that point. That is a well fantastic made. point there from Tom. Well done. Steve, the F1 says, Alina's made a big difference to our defence. Cuts yeah. out that constant stream of crosses from our right flank. I think we need a left-back centre mid and striker for next season and if you haven't listened to episode 137 Sam Ling was our hero for the week I think again Sam has been very very good since he joined probably a bit better than what I expected in all honesty so great to see he's gone away learned under John Steele learned very well under John Steele come back and I think we've got a much better player uh, in Sam so uh, I think I think uh, Steve Diaz's points there are actually really good the final word this week goes to Alan Gollidge who said a solid win thought Ebu Adams totally dominated midfield and Brophy was sheer class Holman worked hard and will get goals we need to sign Adams before somebody else steps in. Yeah, so some great tweets this week. Really Very good happy three positive tweets out. So keep yeah. sending them to us and let us know if you agree or disagree with any that have been read. You can tweet us at Orient Outlook or email us at OrientOutlook at Outlook.com. And those are all tweets as a reminder that came in at Orient Outlook. So if you listen and you're thinking, why did they not read my tweets? You have to tag us in a tweet for us to read it. Otherwise, we won't do it. Yeah, absolutely. So, Prediction League. A lot to get through this week, yeah. strangely. So, first of all, well done to Frankie Ackhurst, um, Mark Shepherd underscore 79, Paul Skinner 88, and Bill underscore Johnson UK, who all predicted 3 0 and one correct scorer, so you get four points. Yeah, and then well done to At Orient Joe, At Evilist Mick, and Samuel LFC97, who predicted 3-0, and two of the correct three scorers, and got five points. Right. And huge kudos, and a massive well done, to Orient Dave, yeah. who correctly predicted 3-0 scoreline, Macaulay Bond to score two goals, and James Brophy to score the third and he took six points. I think that deserves like a rounding up to like ten points for Never, that because no. that is just absolutely outstanding, Dave. Well done, mate. Dave took maximum points with the perfect prediction. Well done, Dave. So the full table is on our Facebook page in at the top three well. uh, as follows. So Bill underscore Johnson UK leads on twenty seven points. He got four points yesterday, so he's pulled away from Lawson Gamps in second place on twenty one points. And Samuel LOFC ninety seven moves up to third on twenty points. As always Thanks for all of your predictions in our Mighty Fine Prediction League. Yeah, to round off the day, James Brophy and Macaulay Bond were named in the non-league papers team of the day. They commented that James Brophy was simply too hot for Woking to handle and was well deserving of his goal on Macaulay Bond. They said, back in the goals with a bang, his double earning the O's a handsome victory. Yep, so moving on into today. Yeah, happy birthday to you. Thank you, mate. It is your actual birthday today, so happy birthday. Yeah, just a mere two hours, 27 minutes left of Steve's (laughs) 38 celebration. The ladies' team were back in action, first game in a while after several postponements, and they beat Norwich 4-1 with a hatchet from Sophie Lee Marchand. And one for Hayley B. So, ladies, well done. Yeah, well done, ladies. Not, not been playing for a little while, have yeah. they, because of, of the weather. Macaulay yeah. Bond and James Brophy were named in the official National League Team of the Weekend. Uh, on the, on James Brophy, they said a fine third for Orient, but it wasn't But it wasn't Musty's lovely goal that made him man of the match. I think it's about to say what, it wasn't just his lovely goal. Ah, right, presume. OK. It wasn't just his lovely goal that made him man of the match. Dominated the midfield in front of over 5,500 at Brisbane Road and on Macaulay Bond they said back in goal scoring form and back in the team of the weekend too difficult to contain for Woking and earn special praise from manager Justin Edinburgh so well done to you both yeah and as we record this the club are holding the 40th anniversary dinner for the 1978 squad who made it through 
to the semi-finals of the FA Cup 40 years ago. We got it, we can't be there, but we hope everyone has a fantastic evening. We can see the official Twitter account are uh, putting out tweets on the evening, and we hope you're all having a great night. So Absolutely, let's round, let's round it up. up. Yeah, so yeah fantasy fact. football, there isn't any today. Um, so the fancy uh, our fantasy football league stays as it is. Dave Heighton's still in first on 1,819 points. He's just seven points ahead of Sophie Henderson, who is in second place. Steve has not moved. He's still in 41st. Not well bad. done. Well not done. Bad. Positives and negatives. Yeah, so we've got five positives this week. We can't take any less than three. So first of all, we won at home. And for the first time in 2018. So well done. Yeah. Thank you very much. Another two goals from McCauley Bond. Well done, Macca. Getting in there. Third of all, I think Tom P alluded to in his tweet, but football for a fiver and a large crowd. Good crowd there. Yeah, Yeah. well done. For everyone who don't know, buys a burger, buys a programme, extra money in until extra revenue. So very clever there from the marketing team and the club. Fourth positive, it was a great all-round team performance, really. I can't think of anyone who had a bad game. The players, there's some players who've done better than other players, but I don't think anyone was particularly bad, which is great to see. Yeah. And lastly, a clean sheet. So I think that was the second clean sheet in a row. Well done, Dean Brock, because he could have easily conceded in the last minute. In the last minute, there. Yeah. Done well there. Only two negatives this week. Obviously, the Matt Harold injuries are concerned. We'll hope to hear good news for him. Hopefully, it's nothing serious. And obviously, no goal uh, for Dan Holman uh, as yet. Well, he's scored one goal, but. Um, we're just waiting for his elusive second. Yep. So, moving on into Hero of the Week. Well done. You heard him on the podcast earlier, Mr. James Brove. Well done, James. Very close. So we could have called it between him and Abu, but I think Brophy just takes it. Yeah, I think so on this one. He set up a goal, scored a goal, terrorised their defence. Yeah. Um, yeah. Done well. So, next week's fixtures. We've got two fixtures coming up before the next podcast over the Easter weekend. On Good Friday, we travel to Geisley. Geisley are bottom of the National League on 26 points. We mentioned the supporters club coach that's running um, to there uh, on Friday. 14 points from safety at Geisley sit currently. Uh, unfortunately, looks like they're getting relegated. So, this match presents... I mean, yeah, I mean, there was a team in Scotland that got relegated without over a win. the weekend yeah. without a win. Um, they're not that bad, so... You know, they're fighting for their lives. This match presents a fantastic opportunity, though, for us to pick up some points on the road. And the only worry is that they didn't play this weekend. So maybe slightly fresher going into the game or an alternative view to that is they might lack match sharpness. Yeah, let's go with the positive in a very positive podcast. And then on Easter Monday, which is the 2nd of April, Maidenhead United come to Brisbane Road to complete a busy Easter weekend. Maidenhead, a 12th in the National League, just two places and two points above the O's after drawing one all away to Ebbsfleet. Over the weekend, so by the time the teams meet, the O's could be above Maidenhead in the league. But either way, an O's win would probably see us leapfrog Maidenhead in the National League. Yeah, um, and on we don't normally do this, but in the spirit of promoting lower league football, uh, for any Leighton Orient fans who are at a loose end on Saturday, because we're playing Friday Monday. Um, anyone at a loose end on Saturday, the Ilford Foxes are playing Wadham Lodge FC at Cricklefields. Uh, Cricketfield Stadium. Um, it's a three o'clock kickoff, and any Leighton Orient fan who turns up with their season ticket or with an Orient shirt or scarf will gain entry for just three pounds. So if you're at a loose end, you don't want to go shopping 
or you're a bit bored, whatever it may be, get down and support a local team. It's only three quid if you take your season ticket, shirt or scarf. Fine. All three. Yeah, and then on Thursday 29th of March, so the night before, Good Friday, night before Geisley, there's a loft meeting. It's at AGM, I think, uh, at the Supporters Club. Entry is free to all loft members and it will be about how the regeneration fund is used. We are going to try and be there. We're going to try and live stream it and live tweet. We will keep you posted on that one throughout the week. Yeah, absolutely. So that is it. Yeah. Thank you very much indeed for joining us for episode number 138. It's only been a few days since the last one, uh, the last podcast, but after the win yesterday, we really couldn't resist recording this show tonight, uh, even if it is Steve's birthday. So thanks for giving up some of your birthday for that. Off the pitch, not too much has happened on, um, not too much has happened, but on the pitch, we saw a really, really good performance with Bond bagging a double. Brophy bombing up and down the left wing and getting a goal. Ebu controlling the midfield like a proper general enforcer. The defence looking good and a deserved clean sheet for Dean Brewer in front of a bumper crowd. And what was a very, very positive day all round. Two clean sheets from the last two games. Coming off the back of a decent performance, confidence should be sky high going into the Easter weekend as we've got two arguably winnable fixtures that present a big opportunity for maximum points. Yeah, so we'll be back with episode 139 on Easter Monday. So that's the 2nd of April. That's after, or the night after, the Maidenhead game. So it'll be on your iPhones. It'll be on your Samsung. It'll be on whatever you listen to. Pod time or whatever. For that Tuesday yeah. commute back into work after the long weekend. And if you're listening on iTunes, come on, give us a review. You know you want to do it. And if you listen on SoundCloud, tune in Stitcher, add us to your favourites. And that way you'll have all the podcasts on your feed as soon as they are uploaded. And if you have an older relative or a loved one, or you have an Alexa, what we mentioned last time. Alexa's yeah. now play or an Outlook podcast. It's amazing. Shout or an Outlook on them. As it and should. And our latest episode will start playing. So spread the Good word. Taste. Spread the love. And make sure you are encouraging people to listen. Yep. Um, also, just to remind you, as we do literally every single week, mugs are still available. We still have some left. We have got through quite a lot, to be fair. Now, so yeah. thank you to everybody um, who's put their hand um, in their pocket and, and bought one it is appreciated we do this for free generally uh, well, always we do this for free no one pays to listen to this so um, help us out if you would be so kind mugs are £7 each if you want to buy more than one uh, it's 2 for 12 quid. add on 3 quid for postage or you can see us at a home game and we will hand it over to you and save you a uh, raw mouse fee of 3 English pounds yeah so that's it we are honoured and delighted to be playing this outro song. It's the first time we've played it in a while. It's been a long time coming. And we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm. Have a great week. Have a great Easter. And listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's. Have a good week. Well, we were going to play rocking all over the world. But Paul's iPad's gone mental. But let's rewind. Go back into it. And get that Start over again. Yeah, back on that and enjoy yourself. We've waited a long time for this. Sorry about that. So have a decent week. Keep calm and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. <laughs>